Discord. And let's go live on Facebook. It lets me share it right. I can share the, it in the group too. I didn't know I could be in both places at the same time. How cool. And interactive, no. Okay. And go live. Okay, awesome. We are live on Facebook. We are live here on Zoom. You guys are listening to the Empress Festival. This is our November 2019 virtual event. Uh, I want to welcome all of our guests. I want to welcome all of our um, attendees. And uh, let me just make sure I've got us in gallery view so we can see everybody. Um, okay. We go. So um, I want to welcome everybody to the Empress Festival. My name is Angel Quintana. I'm the founder of Holistic Fashionista. Uh, we are a community-based platform and magazine supporting uh, people through their ascension. Uh, we are a guide to fifth dimensional living and what we're going to be discussing here over the next two hours is all things spiritual. I have an, am have an amazing lineup of, get of guests who are going to be talking about spiritual practices, rituals, holistic living, how to heal yourself, how to have better relationships, all things that you're going to need to want to probably take notes on. So you might want to have a notebook handy. Um, I also want to recommend that if there's any mentor that you see here that you connect with, we are going to have the mentors leave their comments of where you can contact them below this video on our Facebook fan page and inside our Facebook community group. So if you have not joined the Holistic Fashionista community group, that's where all of us are hanging out, sharing all of our spiritual wisdom in there as well. They also are all part of the Holistic Fashionista Club. So if you ever want to pick up one of our magazines, they write for the magazine. Um, they can teach classes. So it's just another way to get uh, more information around spirituality. I know this is a very high vibrational time in people's lives. They are, people are waking up and they're not knowing who to turn to. Things are getting messy. Relationships are, are getting wonky. Uh, communication is all over the place. And our bodies are just going through um, you know, chronic illness. And it's all part of this ascension process. So we'll be talking a little bit more about some of the symptoms that we experience as we go through the awakening process. So you might want to 
you know, decide where you are in this journey. Uh, and most importantly, and for me, when I was going through this, and as we all are going through it simultaneously, having a network of people that you can turn to that support you that have wisdom to share. Because one of the biggest things for me on my journey was really not having that support network. So Holistic Fashionista as a community based platform is really designed to help you get in touch with the people to help you through that journey. And that can be from receiving psychic readings, um, you know, through um, healing the feminine, the divine feminine, the divine masculine. Um, it can help you to uh, really see life through a new lens, um, having closer intimate relationships, uh, repairing relationships that you have currently, and so on. So we're going to be talking about all different kinds of things today. And um, I just want to recommend that if you haven't visited holisticfashionista.com, um, we are a temple. We sell rituals, uh, elixirs. We sell uh, education from astrology to tarot, all kinds of things. And a lot of our club members, uh, we do collaborate with them and we do uh, potions and perfumes and all different kinds of things. So it's just one way that you guys can um, take advantage of the high vibrational products and services that we offer to continue uh to help you through your ascension process. Okay, without further ado, what I'd like to do is I want to go through, um, I want to go through uh, and introduce, or actually have my guests introduce themselves, um, what it is that they do, um, what problem do they solve, who do they serve, and if there's a specific modality that you use to serve your clients, I would love to know that as well. So I'm just going to go around and I'm going to go ahead and just go in, uh, in order here. I'm going to go ahead and spotlight you, Kelsey. Um, tell us a little bit about you and what you do and who you serve and all that good stuff. Okay. Hi, everyone. I am an astrologer. I'm also very much uh, fascinated with human design right now and on a learning journey with that and using human design with my clients as well. I am a Kundalini and Gold Reiki master. Um, and that is probably my favorite portal to my personal piece right now um, and using that in my family and friends. Um, right now I am spotlighting mothers, new and experienced mothers uh, in my, my client community. Um, but I'm really just excited to work with who shows up in front of me and finding the reflection and finding the pleasure and the pain spectrum and um, finding the joy, which is really the neutral middle place. Um, what's the main thing that your clients go to you for? Like what's the big problem that they seem to be stuck with? Um, exhaustion, mm. really wanting to amp up their energy. So, um, you know, using our breath and using our practices to blow on that ember inside of us and, and, build our fire and use it in our lives to really to enjoy. I love it. And do you have a website or an Instagram that you want to shout out? I do. Antidote Aesthetic is my business and you could find that on Instagram and Facebook. 
Perfect. And just yeah. so you guys know, for the listeners who are listening to the replay, or if you're joining us here live, we do have an Instagram called the Empress Festival, where we actually have all of our guests and their photo and their bio and links to their Instagram. So if you want to follow the Empress Festival and find the find the coaches that are resonating with you, um, that would be a great place to go and, um, and find more information about them as well. So thank you, Kelsey, for sharing. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Awesome. And hello, Laura. Let me go ahead and unmute you there. Hi. Hi. So happy to have you here. Thank you. Can you hear me okay? Yep. Your place is so darling. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love your fig tree. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hanging on there. It's lost, <laughs> feet, but it's hanging on. Um, yes, I'm Laura Livermore. I am a spiritual life coach. I'm also a yoga teacher. And I'm certified in neuro-linguistic programming, NLP, hypnosis, EFT tapping, and time technique. Um, so I use all of those tools with my clients. My specialty is manifestation. So I, I really bring a mix of um, the spiritual manifestation aspects along with modern mindfulness practices and the science behind the subconscious mind to help my clients to really move forward in their life and create a life that they're obsessed with. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I'm uh, so curious to, to dive in and learn more about time technique. That's something I haven't heard of before. Yes, it is a uh, really powerful practice. <laughs> okay, well, we're definitely going to get into that. Is there a um, specific type of person that you seem to attract or that you work with mostly? Yes. Um, I, I attract actually a lot of, um, corporate people and like their nine to five. Um, that was me. So I resonate very much with that person. I, I was in corporate sales for eight years. And, um, so I really understand the, the stress and the overwhelm and the burnout that a lot of my clients come to me with. And so, um, it's usually women, but, um, I do work here and there with men as well, but they all typically have that, that burnout, that stress. They're looking for more of a connection to get back into alignment. And so we, we work through, um, we use a lot of those tools to help them get back to center so that they can create a life that they love with more ease and flow and less hustle and grind, if that makes sense. I'm already starting to see a trend. We have Kelsey with exhaustion and Laura with a burnout. So I'm starting to see where the spirituality comes into play. It's like when your body just literally like, I can't do this anymore. Like something's got to give. Um, so where can we find you, Laura? Do you have an Instagram or a, a URL that you want to shout out? Yes, both. Um, my Instagram is Lala underscore Livermore, which is my last name. So it's Lala, L-A-L-A underscore Livermore, L-I-V-E-R-M-O-R-E. -E. Perfect. So happy to have you here, Laura. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Okay, let's go to you, Erin. Hello, everybody. Hello. <laughs> so good to see you. So happy to have you here. Yeah, thank you. Really excited to share some things today. Awesome. So yeah, so I'm a, a high-end relationship coach, a transformational coach, 
Um, I help women who are feeling that they keep facing the same patterns and pains over and over. It might not even be in the same relationship. It could be later, a new relationship, but the same thing that they felt like that they had dealt with or they had left is, is still there. Um, they really are suffocating inside. That's the word I would use instead of exhaustion that you guys are using, but definitely suffocating because um, there are women who has everything figured out on the outside. She has a picture perfect life. Um, essentially, you know, she's done everything to be successful. She's followed the book, quote unquote. Um, but at the end of the day, something's off and she can't really pinpoint what it is. Um, so I'm able to go in and look at actually her whole life and see the common thread among many different situations. But I read energy and I'm able to locate what exactly is at the root of the problem because it's never what she thinks is right here in front of her, what's right here in front of her with her partner. Um, it's not something that she needs to fix there, actually. We go all the way back to see where her programming is, what she's operating from. And once we can understand what she's operating from, which is essentially a lie, a storyline, an illusion that she's living, then we can replace that with what's true. Um, but it is all through energy work, and that's why it's so life-changing. It's because when we can get to the root of it and shift it there, then she will have everlasting change. And it's specifically towards like, like romantic relationships or just in general? Yeah, um, I work with like the romantic relationships, but when we're able to uncover what's there, it actually translates into every other relationship that she has. Um, so with her children, with her family members, she will see, experience radical shifts in every single one of them when we do the work that we do. Love it. Mm -hmm. So beautiful. It's like you change one area of your life. You can't, life is holistic. You can't change one area without changing the whole gamut. You know, <laughs> I always say like, you know, if you change your diet, expect your relationship to change. change your business is going to change. You know, if you start exercising, things are just going to change and shift in all areas. So I love it. Uh, is there a URL or an Instagram you want to do a shout out? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I am on Facebook as Erin Sherwood and on Facebook or sorry, on Instagram, it would be voice of Alita. Um, so the way to find me is the underscore voice underscore of underscore Alita. And that is A-L-E-T-A. And I also have a YouTube channel that is also the voice of Alita. The, you're, I'm sorry, you broke up there for a second. The, the name of the YouTube channel is the voice of Alita as well? Exactly. Okay, great. Well, I'm kind of curious to know what voice of Alita is. Like, is that a spirit guide or something? <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a soul name. Um, it is the gift that I have. It's the voice of being able to see exactly what, what needs to be spoken. And actually that is, that is actually what activates someone is when they know what this, when, what truth is, when it is spoken how it sounds when it is spoken. Mm. Oh, well, I can't wait to dive into all of that. Thank you so much, Erin. I'm so glad we worked out the tech issue. <laughs> Thank you. Thanks for being here. And Lynn, I'm so excited to have you here. Let me go ahead and spotlight your video and unmute you. Welcome to the Empress Festival. Hey, Angel. Hi, ladies. Thank you for having me. 
Let me just get rid of this little thing. Are you right. in Australia? Where are you from? I'm, no, I'm in Ireland. Ireland, so, okay. Hey, away over the pond. Um, so I'm a soul healer and energy mentor. I'm working with high level entrepreneurs and similar to some of the other ladies here, we are really plugging these women into their spirit and soul. Just these women are stuck in their masculine energy. They have been looking outward for all of the answers, all of the strategies. And that was me. That was me for a lot of years. Um, so after taking the long route around, I have eventually dived fully into the spiritual gifts that I have just working right alongside spirit, um, guiding the women, passing on channeling messages for them and helping them just to really realize that their limitless potential already lies within them. It's not in things outside of themselves. So the modality that I use is me. It's me just being in my truth and opening up so that I can receive what it is that they need to hear in the moment. Love it. And where, uh, and where, can, where can we find you? Do you have a URL or an Instagram you want to shout out? Yeah, I'm Lynn underscore Taggart on Instagram and lynntaggart.com everywhere else. I love it. Well, I love that we have such a wide variety here. You know, we've got, you know, Kelsey with human design and astrology, which is quite a pair in itself. We've got a spiritual life coach here um, working with manifestations. We've got Aaron with home, uh, high end uh, romantic relationships and a soul healer for high end, uh, high level entrepreneurs. So we have quite just those five topics alone. We're going to be covering a lot today. Um, so I just want to thank everybody so much for their time and effort. I know we're going to be going for quite some time and we are going to dive deep. So I'm going to do my best to ask as many possible questions as I can um, to help people get to know a little bit more about the work that you do, but also just for education purposes. I think there's a lot of information out there about the spiritual world. Um, some people are still calling it hocus pocus or mumbo jumbo. Um, but I, similar to Lynn, I was in my masculine and the second that I realized how sick and exhausted I was, um, you, it is at that point that you surrender to the divine. And I want to start the conversation off there because anyone who is even remotely interested in listening to this type of seminar um, is having some kind of like download that their, their soul is, is feeling called to listen to this. So I, I just want to kind of go around the circle here and, you know, tell us a little bit about, I'll start with you, Kelsey, um, a little bit about your spiritual journey. Like, when did you finally, was it like early on in life? Did, were your parents spiritual or was there like a big aha moment, maybe a dark night of the soul or some kind of spiritual epiphany that you had um, that led you to, to doing the work that you do today? Um, okay. So I did not come from a very spiritual background. Um, Definitely a black sheep in terms of being uh, pursuing esoteric and um, alternatives. So I drank a lot as a teenager when I started drinking and it became a significant problem. And I realized it was um, a problem. I wasn't getting away with it in the same way that people around me were. So I started playing with it and I used some free resources in my community. And um, one of the things I received was a workbook called Distre Distress Intolerance. And that was so novel to me, but um, it really hit something deep. And I, um, 
I think around that time I let myself start dabbling in astrology and that was about nine years ago. So I'm in a nine year um, in the numerology cycle. So um, now that I have more knowledge and I look back, um, you know, it was all divine timing. I started this, this journey of opening up to um, different fields of knowledge and experience and it's been crazy and um and amazing and i'm just coming out of my saturn return so the past few years yes talk about dark night of the soul definitely um some rock bottom experiences but i am very grateful what so just for those who are listening what what is your definition of the dark night of the soul because i'm probably mm -hmm. assuming there's a lot of people who have gone through it that they don't know that's what it's called <laughs> hmm. um when you feel completely lost, when you feel like there is no ground to stand on, like everything that you know is disintegrating or has disappeared or is out of, out of reach. Um, and it forces you to come into the, like the visceral experience that you don't need anything to stand on. Um, and and you begin to to really embody your soul when you're pushed that that deep into um, into nothing to hold on to. I like Pema Chodron calls it positive groundlessness, um, or I relate her her term positive groundlessness to the feeling at the core of what I experienced as the dark night of the soul. Yeah, this period of surrender, you know, when you're just realizing like. The relationships I've been entertaining, the career that I thought that I wanted, uh, all this money that I thought was going to bring me solace, you know, is just not enough. And here we are, you know, when we connect to our soul, we realize like there's no such thing as security. There's no such thing as um, the tangible things that we think are going to bring us the joy. It's really, you know, when we are stripped down to nothing, if you really want to look at it, it, we're just pure divine love and everything that we use to mask that pure divine love, you know, is adding, you know, these darker entities on to our soul, which are really just trapping us, which I think it was, um, Aaron that said suffocating, you know, mm -hmm. like your soul is like restricted and, and suffocating inside, which is why, you know, people are on Instagram, like, you know, boyering out on people, like spying on people. Cause they're just like, what is she talking about? Like, cause their soul is like craving it, but they, they don't have these first steps. So I'm going to finish yeah. the journey and have everybody kind of share their story. But you know, this is really the groundwork of like, where are you on your spiritual path? Like, have you hit the point of, I can't live like this anymore. Yeah, totally. It's when all like, I think your dark night of the soul manifests whatever your fears are, because it's about transforming fear into love. You mentioned that word love. And that's how I see it. Yeah, love it. Thank you, Kelsey. Thank you. Okay, I'm going to go to you, Laura. Tell us a little bit about your spiritual awakening or your journey. Um, it sounds like you were in a corporate world. So it doesn't sound like maybe that was uh, the most uh, prevalent thing in the in the, your surroundings. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. I did not grow up really like a spiritual family per se or anything like that. Um, but what Kelsey was talking about going through her Saturn return, I had a very similar experience. <laughs> I was like 29 um, and I had moved to a new city. I was with, um, a, uh, I started, I went through a big breakup through 
with a guy that I thought I was going to marry and my parents were getting divorced and I was no longer feeling this fulfillment in my corporate job. And I was just, I felt like everything was shattering around me. Like I had no idea, nothing seemed to be going well. I had the one job, but I wasn't even feeling fulfilled with it. And I was in a new city and didn't know anyone. And so at that point where I just, my mindset was a complete mess. I didn't know what I wanted and I needed to just kind of like start over. Um, I found yoga and that's really, yoga is what kind of set me off into this spiritual path. I just started going to different workout classes and every time I started going to a yoga class, there was something that kept telling me, you have to do a yoga teacher training. And I had not, I hadn't been doing yoga for very long and I didn't know why I was being called, but it was just this download to do one. And I knew that I would do one. And once I did that, it changed my life. It opened me up to this whole world of, of diving within, right? Instead of looking for the answers outside of myself, which you had mentioned earlier. And, um, and that's where I started to cultivate more self-love and um, started learning about manifestation and got a coach. And it just, it changed my life. I started implementing these um, tools into my corporate job. At this time, I was still doing that. And I started noticing that I could like work less, didn't have to hustle, hustle, grind, and I could still make more right? I could still maintain the level that I was at with more peace and more joy and more flow. And, um, and that's kind of what, what brought me yoga. to where I am now. I think a lot of people start there, you know? I mean, yoga is now, gosh, it's so mainstream. There's just so many people practicing yoga. And obviously you get it to the point where there's that many people, it's obviously healing a lot of people, but you know, there's also like that meditation um, component to it. You know, I think a lot of people think about meditation as just sitting cross-legged and just being quiet and, you know, staring into abyss, but you know, yoga is like this the, is about movement, you know, in this meditative state. So can you just ex clarify a little bit? I mean, I know people have heard of yoga, um, but just like what, what is that? for you? Like, is it, do you meditate in there? Is it really about stretching? Cause I feel like it's kind of taken so mainstream that it's like about staying thin and, you know, having this long, long and lean, beautiful body, which I don't believe was the main intention of what yoga and what it was supposed to be. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I'm glad you brought that up because I explain this to people all the time. Yoga is so much more than just the movement, the asanas, the the workout. It's, it's really more of a cultivating an awareness, right? It, it connects, you focus on your breathing and your connection of your breath to your movement. And when you do that, it brings you back into the present moment because so often our conscious mind is going a million miles a minute, right? You're either thinking a lot about what you have to do later, you're in the future, or you're thinking about something that happened in the past, even if it was five minutes ago, it's very hard for us to focus and just be present. And so that's what yoga does is it brings an awareness on a, on a broad level. It brings an awareness to you into the way that you're being, the way that you're living, the way that you're being. And that's um, kind of all that we have. That's the way that you create your life is when you're in the present moment. So 
from there, I think everything stems from that, really. Yeah. Well, it makes sense how you got into manifestation because, you know, I think one of the misnomers is that meditation is, is really about, you know, trying to erase your mind and not think about anything. But when I think about meditation, it's really about focusing on one thing, you know, one thing at a time, like being present, you know, which also goes back to manifestation. It's like when you set your intention, you're focusing on one thing. Um, so I want to get into manifestation, but I'm going to do the rest of the round. So I just want to, you know, thank you for clarifying that. Um, I think yoga, I was one of the things I started with as well. Um, but it's definitely something that for those who say they can't meditate, I hear that a lot from people. I can't meditate. Yoga is a great place to start because you're focusing on the movement and the breath, and then eventually the awareness and the presence comes with. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's not really eliminating the thoughts. It's just coming back to the present moment and letting the thought go. Love it. Thank you, Laura. Thanks so much. Okay, I'm going to go to you, Erin. Um, Let me go ahead and spotlight your video here. Hi. Hello again. Hello again. So I'm kind of curious uh, to, as to, you know, what your spiritual journey is and how, and how that led you to divine relationships. Was there something specific that happened in your own life or was there something else that started this whole journey for you? No, absolutely. Um, everything that I teach on is something that I've actually gone through myself. Um, I know the beginning, the middle, the end, <laughs> and it's not so much the the doing aspect of like the tasks or the steps within in those, but it's also navigating the emotional piece and what's actually required to, um, you know, reprogram yourself in that process. But yeah, I had the, that picture perfect life that I was describing. Um, not even realizing that something was wrong, you know, it's just going, going with the motions, you're, you know, maybe you're the standout wife, maybe you're the best mom, you're that superwoman mom, maybe you're that, that really achieved corporate woman, or you're just a badass at your career and your business. And so you're just constantly outperforming and showing up for yourself, showing up for the world around you. Um, and that's exactly what was happening with me. Everything was good until um, I did have an altercation, not an altercation, but I had a um, an opportunity that came into my life where I was with someone and I can't get into all the details of that now, but there definitely was like these ripples of energy that like activated me and I didn't know what was going on. I literally had surges going through my body. Um, and all I could do is question it all. Like, what is this? What's happening? Why am I feeling this way? And it was the catalyst that that meeting with that person was the catalyst that allowed me to begin to see that maybe mm -hmm. in this picture perfect life in my great relationship, quote unquote, with my husband um, really wasn't. It was everything that I had designed to meet a certain expectation right and we all have that we all have expectations of um what's in our society what's traditionally um an expectation what are the religious expectations and oftentimes we find that we're just falling into those roles and never stopping to really commune with yourself like the core of you the soul of you and find out what it is that she 
wants, what is it that she desires because we're in response mode all the time and we never really get to that place of understanding um, the core of yourself. So, so it definitely spiraled after I had that moment. Um, was this like a soulmate that you ran into or twin flame or yeah, that kind of situation, which we're going to talk about that. Cause I really, well, what is your definition of, of soulmate or twin flame? Or is that something that you even use that language? Um, I don't in my practices. I definitely have an understanding of what those dynamics are and how they can feel and how it actually starts to that experience, whatever you're sitting with starts to infuse um, a different perspective, a different um, question, a different question about what it is that you're sitting with compared to what you've known. And that's why we start getting so like confused, right? We're going back and forth. What is this and what is that? And our our mind is trying to battle what the soul is literally screaming at us for us to actually hear. Um, that's why we get into such uncomfortable situations because there's a, there's a gap there. Um, and we can get into this too, but as you start learning more and more on your journey and you start really understanding who you actually are and the power that you have compared to the level that you're living at, and not actually reaching this level that you now are understanding on an energetic level, mm -hmm. then that's when you start feeling like you're, you're going in circles, you start feeling really exhausted, you start debating everything. It's because of that gap. So it's actually learning how to, how to operate now at a level that's going to allow you to be at the emotional piece that soul piece that you're starting to tap into it's kind it's kind of like um from what i'm hearing it's kind of like once you see something or in this case feel something you can't like un unknow what that feels like right and then it's <laughs> learning, learning how to operate in the place that's that's from your soul not from your human yes Yes. I mean, that makes perfect sense to me. So I, I, it's interesting because I've been taking notes on everybody, but it sounds like you work with like the overachiever mm -hmm. yeah. person. What's your zodiac sign? I'm just curious. I'm a Sagittarius. Sagittarius. So, you know, these, these, and it, you know, we've been very programmed, you know, in life to like get good grades, go to a good college, get a good job, like do, 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 do. And like, and then, you know, we've created this picture perfect life, but then in this case with Erin, you know, she had a, a surge of wave where somebody came in and energetically shook up, you know, everything she had known, which affected her, the relationship, it sounds like. And so now how do we navigate through something we've now experienced? It's kind of like for people that, you know, maybe have, I've watched some documentaries about people who have, you know, seen angels or they've communicated with a loved one on the other side in their life, ever believed in such things like that until it, until it happened to them. And then they have no choice to be like, I've seen it. Like I, I can't turn back now. And that's when the whole thing starts to shift. And it's like, you can either keep denying your soul you know, that communication or that level of understanding, or you could take this leap of faith into what feels like the unknown, which is really just a feeling of coming home. If you really want to think about it in, you know, in, in that way, but, um, it just, it's, it's, 
it's so scary. And I think this also kind of goes back to the night, dark night of the soul. It's so scary to take a step down a path that you have no idea where that's going to lead you. Now, at the end of the- There's no reason. If there's no reason in your outside world to actually start speaking up about something, that's when you're really conflicted. How do I start this conversation with my husband that's supposed to be this great man and we have it all together? It's you go against everything that you have crafted everything, the image that you have built around you. And that's why you become like so conflicted even. And is this right? And should I? And what if I'm messing something else up? And how am I going to make that other person feel? I mean, you just really get in that swirl of shoulds and trying to find clarity, trying to find honest clarity on what you should do. Yeah, That's a scary place to be. Mm -hmm. You know, it's like, well, I always think of it like, you know, in the 3D realm, you know, and this is for anybody who's, you know, got the, who's got the life, you know, they've got the corporate job or they're married and, you know, and they're, you know, we've been kind of set that we're, we're, that we're supposed to plan our life, right? That we're supposed to do this and then we'll get this. And then if we do that, we'll get that. But the thing about the spiritual path is that you don't get to see the next door until you use the first key and then you open the door and then you got to walk through it before you get the next key and the next key. So we're not programmed in this 3d realm to th look at it that way. Well, if I can't see the end goal, then I'm not doing that. That's like way too risky. You know what I mean? That's like, that's like a risky stock, you know, unless you can have kind of break it down and be like, well, well, no, you can see that solar energy is going to start taking off and you're, you know, you can see the charts and the graphs, but it doesn't work that way in this on the spiritual path. So you actually have to be very courageous uh, or you have to have gotten to a place where you've wasted so much time and you're so unhappy or you're so suffocated, burnt out, exhausted, fill in the blank, that the pr problem is so urgent now that there's no, there's no other door to take except for the door that you've been avoiding. Right, right. Yeah, and I, I hope women actually get to that place of understanding that power center of really being able to trust there. Um, because like you said, I have a choice. I can go A or B. Um, how am I going to walk through this door? Because I don't know what's on the other side. We just want to know the how. We want to know what's coming. And so really what's required in order to have that peace and that grace as you navigate is to really have that trust of yourself, understanding the power that you actually are and how, how now that goes back to the operation that I always talk about, how to have the operation of being in that power. Because when you're there, doesn't matter what decision you're making, you know exactly that you're gonna be okay. You know exactly that you're gonna be able to handle this difficult conversation with your partner no matter what the outcome because you know yourself so well yeah yeah and that's what all these guests are here today i mean we've all walked this path which is why you know there and i keep seeing like all these spiritual coaches and guides and people offering these services because people have these questions it's just now it's more prevalent because we have social media and we're actually able to find people from all over the globe that to give us insight and it might take working with 
10 healers or getting 10 readings or, you know, going to 20 yoga classes before it's, it finally sinks in. You're like, okay, so we don't have to rush the process. It's just being open that the process has begun and not denying ourselves it. Love it. Thank you, Erin, for sharing. Okay, Lynn, I'm so curious to know about your story. Hey, happy to share. So I wasn't, I didn't grow up in a spiritual family at all. In fact, it was ultra religious. You know, we did church, we did Sunday school. So I was always really um, very curious about like, what was up there? Like, is this real heaven, hell, all of that? But I just went my own way at the age of 15 and just went like I was a party girl, last woman standing all the time. I got, ma got married, had my kids, had everything going for me. I had transitioned out of um, fashion into owning my own shop. And that was amazing. I did that for eight years. Um, but I decided that, well, I didn't decide. It was actually my husband who kind of said to me, like, you're not really happy, you have this business, you never see the kids. And I think he was like the mirror for me because I didn't recognize anything about myself. I was so disconnected. I didn't really love my kids, which sounds awful, but it was because I couldn't love myself. And so I had a lot of anxiety going on. I did give up the business and that was like free time. I had no idea what free time was. And I started to realize that I live in this really beautiful place. We have these amazing gardens. We're on a farm. And I had never really took any of that in because it was always in the shop. Being a mom, it, life was just busy. And I remember Googling how to meditate. I don't know why, but I was just literally at that rock bottom. And I find that meditation was the inner peace that I needed. So I would have just like, nobody knew I was meditating. I didn't dare tell anyone and I was meditating two or three times a day and that's what eased my anxiety um, and it was just such a powerful journey for me to really discover who I was and what I was about and I just kept learning like I literally googled everything and <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I was on Facebook one day and I discovered a Facebook ad and I didn't even know what Facebook ads were this was back in 2015 and I saw an ad for a business coach and I was just again really curious and the program was called I Heart Coaching, but I was so naive that I didn't even realize that I was going into like this coaching program to become a coach. I just thought, right, this is great. I want to keep learning. I want to know more. I know how to run a business. Like how can I be a stay-at-home mom, but put together all of these things that I actually thrive on. And so I did that program for six months and within that built an online business. But the thing that I wasn't projecting outward was the spiritual piece that had really rescued me from everything. And that's what I was doing behind closed doors. But yeah, I was just showing women how to, you know, improve their mindset and all, all the standard things, build a brand and market themselves and be out there. It really didn't shift within me until I started helping other people through it and bringing in the real soul and the spiritual elements. And to be honest, it felt a bit weird because I was like, who am I to teach this work? I went through all of the fears, all of the doubts. I had this voice that I kept hearing and I just thought that was normal. I didn't know that that was um, my spiritual guides coming through and starting to really, you know, have my back and, I would hear things like, um, you're in your truth or do this and this will help you. And it was just like the weirdest thing. And sometimes 
it was so bizarre that it was in the beginning it was hard for me to trust the information that I was receiving and I would start to manifest these really amazing shifts I mean I honestly should not have been starting another business I should have been having some downtime you know looking after myself but of course I did everything together I did the health I I started bringing in the, the whole holistic wheel. I just did everything at the same time because I was so keen to get to this place of where um, I felt holistic and I felt like I was back to who I should have been. Um, and it meant letting go of a lot of things in the outside world, but it's been literally what you said. One doorway opens, you find another piece of yourself, another doorway opens. And so it's just been really amazing to stay on this path. And I know there's so much more to come. I don't know what, and like Aaron and Laura and Kelsey were saying, we never know the how. So it's that massive piece of trust and belief and you're being guided, but are you going to listen to the guidance? Are you going to actually sit down and sit with yourself and recognize that you have what you need here now? You don't have to wait for anything. So I've definitely moved out of a lot of masculine energy back into more of the feminine. I know there's more of that to come. It's always a journey. Um, and it's funny how people around me have started to spiritually awaken as well. Very close family members, you know, people that I know. <laughs> and I think that's how it goes. It's just you have to be the light in your energy. I mean, I just started to really work on a lot of energetic things and recognize that I, I could shift energy very quickly and I see that with, with other women as well. And if you work in all of the pieces, it does come together for you. It's not hard. This this path is not hard. It's as hard as we make it. You know, I'm glad you brought up the masculine part because it kind of goes exactly what we're talking about. Like the masculine is like the plan. It's the action, right? And the feminine is the trust um and, and the belief that it's already yours so there's this nice duality where it's like yes action is necessary but we've been so programmed that if we're not doing if we're not building another business or doing something else that we're not doing enough and i don't think it's just the females that feel that way i think men like you know if they took a day off it's like am i doing enough you know if i if i'm a woman you know trying to heal my body do i need to exercise more you know there's there's so much that we think that we have to be doing and and to unlearn that or to unprogram our minds to think that you know it's not about how much you do um, but how much you trust and enjoy the process that you're going through. So you kind of mentioned another thing where it's like, you started going down the rabbit hole, you know, like Googling things, you know, and for me, I was like a YouTube, I am still like a YouTube, like slut, like I will be on there just like slutting away all over the place, just watching all kinds of crazy different perspectives because like my soul is like on this journey of just like information and it, and, and it takes a, a little bit of time to like integrate. You know, I always say, like, if you read a book, like, you might not see the results of how you're integrating that book for six months, maybe a year, you know, but it's like all the time that you've spent that you thought you were doing nothing, you know, all those hours that you spent in meditation or at yoga or, you know, feeding your body healthy food, you, it might not be instant, you know, it might might be you might get a little jolt of a high or feeling amazing but over time you know you still you start to recalibrate and i think that's when we start to 
it's almost like we don't recognize ourselves anymore. Like I know for me, I'm like, I am, I mean, as much as I still have like a little crazy angel in me, like I am not energetically the same person and it didn't happen overnight. It, it, it just was a series of integration. And so I kind of want to start that conversation with you guys, uh, you know, cause I feel a lot of people, it's like, maybe they feel it's daunting. Like, oh my gosh, I have so much work to do, or, you know, I'm so unhappy or I'm so unhealthy or I hate my job or I have no money. And they're just like, I have nothing. Like, I don't understand how I'm going to like turn it all around. And so the, the, the ticket gets to be like overwhelming. So then they do nothing. So I'm gonna start there. Um, thank you so much for sharing, Lynn. I'll be right back with you. I'm gonna start with you, Laura. Um, what is your piece of advice, to, you know, around the people that just really feel like I don't, my life isn't anywhere where I want it to be right now? Yeah, I get that. <laughs> I was there too. Um, yeah, I mean, you, usually it starts with, you know, focusing on what's going well. It's a simple, it can be something as simple as that is shifting your perspective because we, we tend to get so wrapped up in what's going wrong and the negative things. And, and all we're doing when we're doing that is shifting ourselves into a low vibration, which then just creates more things to feel yucky about. Right? So if you can, you simply just switch your perception and figure out, okay, well, what is going well? right? What, what am I grateful for? Integrating gratitude into your daily life. And I don't just mean like, Hey, yeah, I'm grateful. I mean, really feeling into it, right? Taking a moment and it can be even just, I am so grateful that I have a roof over my head. Like, wow, something that simple. So many people don't even have that. And, and I think that starting with that, you, you can start to shift and see that everything around you is abundant. There is an endless supply of things to be grateful for. And when you start to, to shift your perception into that, things will start to, to shift for you. That's one of the it. biggest things that I start with my clients is having them just kind of shift in that way towards gratitude. I love it. I forget what I was just, what was I, just, I was just reading something recently um, about, so the way to feed the soul, um, the soul craves love, right? And the way to feed love is to give it gratitude, where it's like, if you want to feed the dark forces, right? So if you think of, actually it was a post that I wrote, what am I talking about? I wrote a post about the dark entities. So like your soul is a light entity and negativity is a dark entity. And so you can choose where you know, you want to put your energy. So if you know that the soul, you know, in order to grow that light, you give it love. And one of the easiest ways to give love is to express gratitude. Now, this could be expressing gratitude for yourself, but it also could just be like sending people notes in the mail. It could be like, oh my gosh, like commenting on someone's Instagram post and just like, thank you for sharing that. I mean, there's like very small things that we, I mean, for how many people are on social media and like gathering information and how very small percentage ever leave a comment or like the post, you know, or leave, you know, they don't do anything. They just take, right. They take the information, yeah. whether it's integrated or not. But if you actually took that one next step to express gratitude, give the like, send a comment, send a DM, write a note, whatever, that's when you start to activate and, and create this, like get, add more light to the soul where most of us, 
And I was just having this conversation with a guy I was seeing, you know, if you focus on the negative, like the people on, on social media who are complaining about the president or, you know, global warming or whatever, you know, popular pop culture event that they think to be true or whatever, and they start to um, feed the negativity, right? Even if they're trying to come from a positive place, but they're still entertaining something that's negative. So then you're feeding fear. So that's when the dark entity grows inside. So if you want to decrease all of the doubt and the fear and the negativity in your life, you have to feed the soul. Otherwise, you're just, you're going to feed one or the other. There's just, you know, it's like, you can't be, you're either part of the change or you're part of, you know, you're, what's the, what's the saying? Like, you're either part of the problem or part of the solution. You know what I mean? So which one do you want to be? And, and that to me was a, a, a big thing because every time we complain about something, we feed the dark entity and not the soul. Yeah. I, I so agree with you. I think it's so easy to get wrapped up in your current reality and what's going on around you. And the thing is that you're manifesting, you're creating your life at every moment of your life. And your current reality is a manifestation of your previous like thoughts and your emotions, your vibration and your actions. So if you, you can change your current reality, but it starts with changing your thoughts, changing your emotions, changing your energy, changing what you're focusing on. And then things will start to change. But so many people get wrapped up in what's happening now that they can't see the good that's going to come. You have to, you have to envision, you have to see the good that you want to create and be that first. And then everything else will, will shift for you. And that's why starting with gratitude is such a simple, easy little hack because it will instantly shift you into feeling good. And when you feel good, you attract good, right? We got to plant those seeds, the gratitude seeds, and then we water them. I mean, I get, let's just give everybody an experiment. What if after this video or no, on this video, everybody leave a like and a comment. And tell us how grateful you are for all this freaking wisdom that you're getting for free. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) You're going to raise the vibration. In fact, not only that, because it's nice for us to hear, but when you like and share and comment and all that stuff, it goes, it's part of the algorithm, right? More people see it. So you're actually spreading love and light when you like and comment and share on things that are, are, are amazing to you. So anyway, I'm just going to have everybody do that. (laughs) Okay. So I wanted to, what was that? Oh, I was just, it all kind of sprawls from that. (laughs) And, And it's such a simple thing, especially because we're all on our phones anyway, and we're all taking in information. If we just took it one step further, watch your life recalibrate watch you know take it take a journal and write one sentence every day today i liked and commented 20 things and do that for 30 days and see how different your life is in 30 days and imagine doing that for six months imagine doing that for a year you're gonna have a different life yeah love it well i'm very curious about um because i did have my my human design um Red, I am a manifesting generator. So can you tell us a little bit about what human design is? 
Well, human design is actually the thing I know the least about in my skill set, but it is a map of, so it takes the same sacred birth data um, as astrology, so the time, place, um, and date of your birth. And then instead of pumping out like a picture, an image of the sky, it pumps out an image of your body. And so it can tell us, it does tell us how energy enters and flows through and leaves your body. Where do you make your decisions from? Because there is no power center. All the power centers, the energy centers are in your lower body. There is none in your head. None of those connect to your head. So basically none of our decisions should ever be coming from our mind. Um, and human design shows us uh, our unique energy flow and the process of our decision making. So our authority claiming our voice. Um, and it also suggests um, what areas of our life do we need structure and what areas of our life do we need surrender and flow. So those are really key points that um, are, are working wonders for me. And I think that we can use that kind of information. I think we're in this, like it's been mentioned, the masculine and this swirl of shoulds and we're always chasing ourselves. Like why, 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 why did this happen to me? And, um, and how can I get there? And, and human design and astrology grants us some validation um, of that like logical um, addiction. And um, so we can surrender and feel like really held. Yeah, I, actually, I really like that definition. Uh, just as a fellow astrologer, it's like, even when I had my human design read by another girl who actually was an Empress Festival panelist recently, um, you know, she was telling me things about myself, you know, and I was, and even like the things that made me sound bad, I was like, oh, but like there was like a positive part of like, just like anything, there's light and dark, whatever, but there was like a positive part. Like one, I think she said like, oh, you're a martyr. I was like, oh fuck, I'm a martyr. And then she <laughs> kind of said, but for the positive, for the good things, you know what I mean? Like you could be a martyr for the positive, for the light. So it was just, and same thing with astrology. It was like, okay, so for example, let's, let's talk about relationships for a second. I know Aaron is a relationship coach, but you know, if, if you knew that your Venus was in a water sign, how validating it would be to know that you love so deeply. Mm -hmm. So when you go and out and date and somebody says to you, whoa, slow your roll, like you're, you're watching <laughs> this or, or whatever, you can't say that to a water sign because they, they swim in deep waters. They, the person that you're dating just doesn't understand that. So how liberating would that feel to, to just know like, they're probably just not your person. It's not that I have to work on slowing my role or being more of what you want. It's just like, maybe we're just not a match. You know, maybe you just can't go as deep as me. And so nobody has to be right or wrong. I mean, that has been That's one it. simple example about how powerful astrology and, and human design and so many different modalities, numerology mm -hmm. has been. Um, and I think, you know, going back to, you know, being being, you know, scared to take the next step in your life because of fear of the unknown. But when you know yourself, 
in a way where you're like, you know what, I am a martyr. And you know what, I do love like a Scorpio. And you know what, I am overly practical and logical about these certain things. And you know what, I'm kind of okay with that. Yeah. I love that you said that nobody has to be right or wrong. And it's really um, stepping out of the judgment so that you can unconditionally love yourself, know yourself, and, um, and be like flexible and play with it. And I, the martyr, like the other side of that spectrum is adaptation. And I see you, Angel, like in all of your posts and what you share of your life story and your business story, like that's exactly like this, like an essence of the power that you're emitting is this adaptation. So you've been a martyr, like you've let go, you've surrendered who you have been for who you were becoming and who you are now and how that will transform. It's so beautiful. No, thank you. I, I just feel like anyone who is like, you know, like scared to be, they're still wearing the 3D mask. You know, let's talk about that. Thank you so much for your two cents, Kelsey. I'll come back to you in just a moment. Um, you know, we're, you know, when, like, as we're starting to toe dip into, you know, the spiritual waters, you know, these, these un familiar territory, if you will, it's like we start to realize how many masks we've really been wearing, you know, and I do believe that those masks are dark entities. They are, they are things that are not us because fear is not part of the soul. It's part of the other. It's part of the dark entity. So anything that's coming from a place of polarization or judgment or, you know, you shouldn't be doing that or you're not good enough or whatever stipulations are all masks. So you know, when we take off the mask, it's like we're naked, you know, and we're, we're naked because we no longer have the armor, you know, we're kind of stripped of the, um, of, it's not even armor. It's like who we thought we should be, you know, or what our job title says that we should be like, like, I've never really had a corporate job. Like, I don't even like, I wouldn't even know how to like be in a corporate job. So I would never be able to relate to someone that's coming from a place of, you know, you know, being super professional. Like I, I, I wouldn't be able to get there. So the people that are, you know, maybe realizing that the corporate world is not satisfying their soul, maybe now they're coming to realize, well, what masks am I wearing? So I guess my question, and I'm going to start with you, Lynn, since you work with um, high level entrepreneurs, you know, what is um, a tip or a suggestion or advice that you would give the person who is now recognizing like, wait, am I wearing a mask? Like, and if so, how, what, what, what are the steps I could take to start to slowly reveal the true me and, and use that as my superpower? Mm, that this is exactly the client that I get. And, you know, it's really interesting to see what comes up. So like you said, they've been wearing this mask or they have these barriers up, all of these things, but there has to be a part of them that feels there's more on the other side. And I always say to them, that's enough. Like you just need that little seed that you're planting within yourself to say, I know there's more. And if you can support yourself, so some of the ways that I would recommend for them is to really lean into meditation, like take this seriously. So if you go to the gym, you're going to hire the expert to help you. You're not just going to go and try and figure everything out yourself or you'll damage whatever. So the first thing that I really say is get yourself either, if you're not going to hire help, get yourself in a supportive community around people who are like-minded 
who are going to help to hold you accountable, who are going to understand when you do have a concern. Um, some of the tools that I bring in are essential oils. Um, your breath, using your breath to really lean into how you feel. So one of the things I massively went through was blocking out how I felt. My heart was made of stone. It was, you know, completely, it was closed to everything and anyone. And I really feel whenever people start to go through the awakening process, they're awakening the higher heart. And with that comes this feeling and they're tapping into more and more of their emotions. So it's about really helping them to understand what the heck is going on. Why do I feel either so emotional or why am I feeling things that I haven't felt in years? And this is all part of the discovery. It's a really amazing thing, but there's things that they're going to need. And I would recommend bring in your essential oils, bring in your Epsom salt brass. Nature is a powerhouse. Get outside into Mother Earth and tap into that. Um, yes, bring in your gratitude list and all those things. But this is really about, I feel, them having a connection to it's never outside of themselves. And I used to say it was, but I've had this such brutal awakening and healing that this comes back to the core of you. So this is about really becoming best friends again with yourself. You need time, you need space, you need to declutter. You might need to let go of certain things, people, whatever is going on for you in order that you can attract and manifest the reality that you actually do want, but you don't have enough insight in the beginning of the awakening or the healing process to even know what that is. So it's very much about peeling back and uncovering and letting down all of the, the things that we have put up for years, the masks, the barriers, all of that, but do it in a very loving and nourishing way that you can honor yourself. Otherwise, you're never going to commit you're going to get halfway along the path and you're going to run back to where you were before because it's safe and comfortable there. Or you're going to experience something that is going to be slightly more difficult to deal with because you won't have the support or the tools. Um, so yeah, it really does depend on the person. But I really feel like when you can have a deep and honest conversation with someone, you'll be guided as to how to support them and how they best feel they want to support themselves. Yeah. I mean, I know for me personally, I mean, just the transformation of Holistic Fashionista. I mean, I've been a business coach for 11 years and it wasn't until probably like three or four years ago that I really started integrating, you know, astrology and all of my spiritual practice in there. And it was really because my kismet client, the person I'm here to serve is so spiritual. So being around, like almost like having their energy, like rub off on me and then, but being open to what they were teaching and the things that they were doing that again, over time integrated into everything I was doing. So one of the questions I, I feel like someone's asking right, right now in their mind is like, well, what if they have people in their life that, you know, maybe live at their house or whatever that, um, don't support their journey. I feel like someone's asking that somewhere. Um, what do they do? What, what advice do you have for them in that regard? Well, I can sympathize because not everyone understood what I was up to and that's okay. But what I did was create a safe space for me. Um, part of me did have to block out the judgment from them and recognize that that's their stuff to do with. This is also part of the lesson that, you know, we're here to learn is overcoming 
other people's stuff like they're not in their truth so they've all of these issues going on so they're going to blast their stuff at you and see how you handle it your growth and your strength is in overcoming all of those obstacles that are placed in your way as you move forward doesn't matter about your circumstances doesn't matter about your bank account doesn't matter what other people say these are all things that will be placed in your path the more that you can learn to hurdle them and work your way through each of them I feel they get less and less. You won't even hear that voice. Those people will just suddenly no longer be part of um, either your, your space or your awareness. And I think as well, it's really important to say that we're never responsible for cleaning up other people's vibration. We can only do our own. And eventually something may or may not rub off in them. If it doesn't, then we're just not meant to be in their you know, friendship or circle of friends or whatever. Um, we do have the tendency as light workers to want to fix everybody, but we can't do that unless that person actually wants it for themselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So I, I, this idea or this metaphor of wearing a mask, um, you know, I always see it as like someone masking pain, you know, is really what the mask is for, whether it's clothes or whatever you know the car they drive or whatever the the circumstance is and it's it's really about masking pain and you know as human beings we all have pain and we have all been through trials and tribulations and we're all here working out karma and um you know and and it's really that 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 fear of being seen um which i just did a whole talk on this um, fear of being seen, truly seen by others. Um, so I'm going to go, thank you so much, Lynn, for sharing all of that. Um, I'm going to go to you, Erin. Um, you know, for the people that are, you know, realizing one, that they have a mask on, two, they're, they're spiritually curious and they, they do are, they are harboring a lot of pain, but to come out of that and take off the mask and, you know, maybe they are starting a spiritual practice maybe they got a couple crystals um they start to toe di dipping into that um so what other ways you know especially with relationships because you know lynn just talked about um you know uh you know people in your you know whether it's in your home whether it's you know in your friend group or it's your spouse you know how do we deal with the relationships um when we have a lot of pain and we want we want to spiritually grow, but we, we still feel scared to, to be totally transparent about how we feel and communicating that with our loved ones. Yeah, what's actually coming up for me um, to speak on this is ma masking is really operating from the standards around you because you've put on a certain should, right? Um, a lot of this is subconscious. It's in the environment that we are brought up in. And so we just go along with the flow. We're doing what we need to do. But when it comes down to it, we haven't ever placed our own standards. So the masking is actually taking off the standards that are around you and really applying your own standards. And the problem, just say the problem is that women, I, I always speak to women, so I'm just going to generalize here, that women don't ever 
understand that this is what they're doing. And then once there's kind of the aha, um, how to actually then get to that place of applying your own standards. Why is that? Well, because we have been operating a certain way and whatever that is, whatever that program is that we're carrying by the way that we're showing up with the choices that we're making, who we're aligned with is in your blind spot. It's something that you actually don't even recognize that you're doing. And so that's why these discussions are so helpful is because it's not so much like, well, he's doing this and I'm not being respected. And you know, no one ever considers my opinion. Okay, well, that's what we're feeling. That's what we're seeing on the surface, but what's really going on underneath? What is the root here that's causing this situation or your feeling to appear? And it's that you have been just going along with this storyline, the expectation, the, the illusion. And so then it's understanding, okay, what, what's beyond that? What is in my blind spot? For me, um, this was something that I could not find on my own. And I didn't even know I needed to find it. But I did have someone that was able to reflect that back to me and say, Aaron, wow, this is what we're seeing. This is really where you're, you're operating from. And then it becomes this, like, <laughs> this gas, because it was never anything you ever considered before. But when you hear it, that's what I mean by the sound of the truth, is when you hear it, then it's also this greatest relief. It's like, oh, now that's what actually needs to be switched or alchemized. I do a lot of alchemy. So it's, it's reco literally recoding yourself. It's understanding that you've been operating a certain way that you have been without the standards and the boundaries and then how to actually create your own. What does that mean? How do you do that? How do you understand what's true for you when all along you've been, you know, everything's been caused by something else. So that blind spot is there for everyone. Um, and when you can actually see what's in there, that's when you can literally have that change. So when you go back to like, how do you interact with other people in your life or with your partner or, you know, with your kids, the same thing, you've been showing up a certain way because of the programming that you've had, you've been driven from something and it's understanding what that is. Once you can understand what that is, then nothing ever is outside of you of what someone's not doing or how they're disrespecting you or not loving you, not meeting you, not fulfilling your own expectations of how you want to be loved in a relationship. It all comes back to yourself. And when you can embody your own essence, really create from your own essence is when you're going to feel like that mask is off. I love it. Well, it, we kind of touched upon a lot of things here because, you know, the one thing that's coming to mind is self-worth. You know, if we've created or have been living by a standard that really wasn't for our highest good, we've lowered our standards, so to speak, which is forced us to put on a mask because that's not who we are in our true authentic state. So we've actually, we're wearing a mask, meaning we're, we're wearing an armor or a, a Halloween costume, if you will, uh, to, even though it's us inside of there, but we're, we're trying to fit in 
almost to yeah. the and group. It's so innocent. I mean, it's all glorified and such beautiful other things, you know, and for me, I'll just use myself as the example. <laughs> I was always easygoing, flexible, willing to make things happen for other people, even the way that I showed up for my kids, you know, they're 10 and 12 now. And so when you leave that, you know, toddler stage, and they start asking things for themselves, um, even how I was responding to their requests, it was still based on actually their standards, not my own. And so I had, there was so much chaos and so much just like just living on almost shaky ground, like living on these eggshells within our home. And there was never really even understanding of why that was there because everything looked great, but just still walking on those eggshells was that I was never operating on my own. I was in such response mode to the world around me to what my husband wanted. And sure, I can show up and do that. And sure, I can adjust the schedule like that. And for my kids, sure, we can do that. And that's why it starts getting so like disheartening over time. They're like, God, I feel used. I feel abused. I feel like no one's listening to me. But that's because you've allowed that to happen. And that's why sometimes the things in our blind spots are the hardest things to see because it's actually what we've allowed. But then we have a choice. We have a way of, of, of shifting that, of now operating from a different place that actually is going to serve you, that is from the core of you and not from the things around you. Ah, who have no moments here, right? I mean, come on. This is, this is what this stuff is all about, which is kind of bringing me to uh, talking to you in a second, Laura, because about manifestation, because we're all like trying to like, okay, well, what is it that you want? You know, I mean, that's always like the big question. Like, well, you have to know what you want in order to get what you want. But, you know, in this case, when we're talking with Aaron and Lynn about wearing masks, it's like, are you asking for, is the mask asking for right. what they want? Yeah. Or are you asking for what you want? Because your results of the house you live in and the clothes you're wearing and the thoughts that you think and the people that you hang out with and the, how much money's in your bank account all came back to the standard, you know, of what you thought was, you know, what was valuable, like what, what you valued, you know, based on the mask or based on what was behind the mask. And so I kind of want to switch gears here. Um, thank you so much, Erin. This is a great segue <laughs> into some more tools here. Um, so I'm going to go over to you, Laura, um, because, you know, you know, we talk about manifestation. Some people refer to this law of attraction, sometimes just setting intentions or connecting with the divine, you know, being in flow, all these things. And, you know, we keep saying, you know, people might be saying, oh, I want to meet the love of my life or, oh, I want to make more money in my business. Or maybe I want to start a business, but I'm too scared or all these things. And it's like, who's asking the mask or the person behind the mask? So, you know, how do we raise our self-worth so that we can actually feel comfortable asking for what we really want not just the next you know i want to talk about quantum jumping here i don't want to go from you know my shitty relationship you know to just a little bit better no i want to go from the shitty relationship to like my soulmate you know so what is that going to take <laughs> yeah oh my gosh um there's so so many aspects to what you just asked i mean it, it really starts with kind of going back to the mask 
concept is it's kind of unrooting, you know, it's an unlearning of all of the things that you have accumulated into your life, all the experiences you've been through, all the situations, all the things that have compiled you and society's rules as far as who you're being in the world now. And, and when you want to create something different from where you are now, you have to figure out first, what's the root of what's holding you back, right? Like what are, what are the things that you've told yourself or some, or maybe someone told you as a child and, and really going back to, to the root and letting go of that and then instilling new beliefs into your subconscious mind so that you can allow yourself to dream big, right? It's the full trust and having faith that knowing that you can be, do, or have anything that you truly desire. And from there, like trusting and knowing and believing only, only when you have that full trait, trust and faith, can you actually start to dream big and allow yourself to think much bigger than where you are now? Um, and, and what I work with clients is helping them to get clear on that, create this vision. We have to use a lot of tools like the time techniques and the, and oh, the, tell us about time technique. How can we use that in this regard? Yeah, it time technique is really, it's working with the subconscious mind. So your subconscious, you know, I'll kind of start over. You have both a conscious mind and a subconscious mind. Okay. And your conscious mind, you really only are using like a very, very small 0.0% of your conscious mind, but that's like the logical mind. Okay. The subconscious mind is where we store all of our deep rooted like beliefs, all of our habits and patterns and the things that you do on autopilot is all stemming from your subconscious mind, all of your memories, everything is stored there. And that's really like the powerhouse of, of your reality. And so in order to shift your reality, it's hard to just shift your habits without shifting your beliefs first, which is why we end up self-sabotaging, right? Like think about how many times you've tried to like, um, lose weight or something in the new year, but instead of you're just changing your habits, you're not really shifting on an identity level. You have to shift into the person that is healthy, not is dieting, right? Mm. You have to be that person first. So manifestation really is all about embodying. And with time techniques, um, what we do is you go back to um, subconscious mind. It allows you to get into just kind of a meditative state. You're, you're allowing your subconscious mind to come forward and you don't even have to be really fully consciously aware of what's happening, but we kind of go back to the root of whatever that issue was. It could be um, shame or guilt or anxiety or something. There's some sort of, deep-rooted belief or emotion that's holding you back. And so we go back into time and it could be even like before you were born, you know, it may not be something that you remember. It could be something that you've picked up generationally or even like in a past life. And we, you kind of 
subconsciously allow yourself to let it go. You tell it to let it go. And you, you figure out what the lesson was that you needed to learn in that situation. And from there, you can just, it, it, once you uproot the, the root, it kind of, everything else starts to fall out from there. And so you feel a lot lighter. And then you're able to create from that point. You know, it's, it's again, going back to the mask, you're removing all of that external barriers, the masks that you've held on to so that you can get back to the root of your, your soul and your true self and create from that point. Right. And it's different for everyone figuring out what's true to you. Um, and it's, it can be tough, right? Being that vulnerable, you have to be open and honest with yourself. It takes radical responsibility on your own part to, to do this work. It's not always easy but it is worth it. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I know we, I always try to bring up something visual um, when we're talking about spirituality because it's very etheric, you know, it's, it's not so tangible, you know, so there is a card um, kind of pertaining to what we're talking about in the tarot that I've interpreted as like, kind of like the, um, how the manifestation process works and it's the lover's card. Mm -hmm. And if you think about the lover's card, it's actually, uh, it's ruler is Gemini when Gemini is ruled by Mercury and Mercury is how we communicate. So in this place, it's going to be the communication of actually, uh, what it is that you want and how to manifest it. So if you actually look at, this is the masculine, this is our conscious mind. You know, this is also the masculine, meaning like the action that we're taking, the stories that we're filling our subconscious mind in. And so if you look at, you know, how, whatever we're doing in the waking hours, right? Like we are talking shit or we're gossiping or we're watching reality show or we're just yelling at the TV because we're watching sports or whatever, whatever those day-to-day -day activities are. I mean, at the end of the day, like you're spending all this conscious time doing these actually are not, um, they're not motivating or inspiring or even, um, implementing into the subconscious mind the things that you actually want. So if you actually think about all the things that you do during the day, from the music that you listen to, to the TV programs, to the food that you eat, those are either nourishing your subconscious mind or they are adding more toxins to it. So oh we think that it's so like, like trivial Right. That like watching scary movies, like, oh, that can't be, you know, impressing my subconscious, but I'm sorry, but if you're getting scared, your subconscious mind is, is recording all of this data all the time. And, you know, in this case, Laura, I mean, this is another class I'd love to talk to you about, but past lives, we've recorded all this data. And so if you think about this divine here, you know, this is like, you can call it the Akashic records. You could call it the collective unconscious. You could call it source energy whatever here is wherever the infinite possibilities you know they, they always say you know with law of attraction like you don't have to know the how it's going to happen and there's a degree of absolute truth there because up here is you don't need to know how because you're going to either be um pointing your antenna to the solution right so the subconscious is the one see how she's looking up to the divine he's looking to her so he's going to impress upon her so whatever you're doing in these waking hours she is impressing upon her and then she has her antenna that goes, okay, where's the solution? How can I get this goal manifested? But let's say that you wanted a relationship, but you've been watching shit TV and like trashy TV that just has 
poor relationships that are just yelling at each other, or killing each other, or whatever you're doing. And so she goes up and points to her antenna, and you just now you manifest the guy or the girl where you end up fighting all the time, you know? So, so you, you, you know, you, this is so important, even though the masculine, you know, we're always, we're talking a lot about the feminine, but the masculine, you know, this is a part of within us all, we all have divine masculine, divine feminine within us, but that needs healing too. Mm-hmm. You know, the things that we're doing every single day is either dictating where this antenna goes, you know, and I don't believe that there's such a things as geniuses. I believe geniuses are just people that know how to point their antenna to what it is that they want by focusing their, you know, their, their, their conscious hours on the things that are going to impress the subconscious so that they can have access to that, that amazing thought or that amazing invention or that amazing manifestation. Mm-hmm. Gosh, that's that's such a beautiful card. I feel like it explains everything. <laughs> it's every every time this shows up when I do a tarot reading on my YouTube channel, I'm like, this is it. Like you yeah. got so mindful, you know. And that's why, you know, I did a little article on like how to heal yourself. I'm like, the first thing is pay, what are you watching? Like what news are you watching? Like even like I was to the point where like I was just um on this vicious cycle, and I'm sure you guys can relate to some degree, like when you when you're sad and you listen to sad, the same song on repeat over and over, and then you just like wallow in the sadness and you just yeah. make yourself so sad. That is, that is your conscious mind programming your subconscious man to feel more of that pain. So mm-hmm. I had to like stop doing that. Like I was like, I'm not allowed to listen to those songs. Like if I'm like having a bad day, I can't go listen to the sad songs. It's like a natural neural pathway for me to go. Like, I'll just go listen to sad song and wallow in it for a second because that was comfortable. Right. That was a behavior that served me how and why for so long until I realized like, wow, I actually just need to go for a walk. I need to go, you know, talk to an inspiring friend. I need to go meditate or whatever. And that has made all the difference. Yeah. Yeah. Lift your vibration instead of sticking and wallowing into the same comfortable sadness yeah it's an addiction like anything mm-hmm. you know we get addicted to feeding the dark entities you know if we think about like our stomach growls and we oh we're hungry so we're either going to go feed ourselves cheetos and, and wine or we're going to go fix ourselves a salad well it's the same thing with your mind it's like you know if i'm having a shit day Am I, I'm just going to go drink and smoke pot and gossip with my girlfriend on the phone, or I'm going to talk to my spiritual friend and have a deep conversation, maybe have a nice, you know, healthy cry. And then I'm going to go and make a smoothie. You know what I'm saying? Right. It's always a choice, right? So often I think we, we forget that everything in life is a choice and where you choose to put your energy and your focus will change the trajectory of, of how you feel and what's happening in your life. You know, you can choose, like you said, to focus on, on the shittiness or, you know, consume things that aren't going to make you feel good, or you can choose to, okay, how can I then lift my vibration? What's actually going to help me in the future rather than just maybe right this one little instance. And that's, it's hard. It's hard to break those habits and those patterns, especially if you've been doing that for so long, but that's where the subconscious mind work, the inner work really comes into play. And that's why it's so, so beneficial to work on that deep, deep level instead of just 
your conscious mind and all the things that you're doing here, you have to tune inwards and, and make choices from that place. Absolutely. I think one of the biggest addictions that we have in the 3D realm is addicted to the quick fix. So I want to talk about the quick fix because, you know, if we want to change our life and we want to take, you know, the, the road less traveled, in this case, the path of spirituality and connecting with our divine light and being a portal for love and light to change and raise the consciousness of the, of the planet, we have to stop with the quick fix mentality, you know, and it's so ingrained, I mean, from dating apps, you know, to, you know, what am I going to watch on television? We got like 500 apps to choose from, you know, it's just like, what's going to, you know, what we're going to, everything's at our fingertips. So in order for us to change our vibration and be uh, a vibrational antenna to what it is that we want, we have to get, we have to detox, in my opinion, from the, the mentality of like, I need it right now. You know, I want to make a million dollars right now. I want the love of my life right now. Um, but are we really willing to put in the work? You know, are we willing to change our habits or look at our addictions? So I'm going to just start with you, Lynn, because I know <laughs> the high level entrepreneurs are probably like, you know, they're, they have addictions, you know, that's why they're high level entrepreneurs because there is something that is um lighting up what is it is oxytocin or endorphins in their brain that is released it's like it's like it's giving it's lighting up part of the brain i mean they actually say that like scrolling through instagram like it lights up these parts of the brain there's actually a book called um um what not the power of habit like like it's like like things that you get addicted to oh i can't think of the name of the book now it'll come to me but um we're doing things because we are getting addicted to that, that those firing up in our brain and it keeps us doing the same thing over and over again. So, you know, media detoxes, um, social media, news, things like that. But what are some other ways that we can um, put more, place more value on things that not necessarily take more time because I feel like that's still very 3D, but the things that, you know, we start following and falling in love with the process versus being addicted to the result. Mm -hmm. I love this. Okay. So I think that, well, what I've seen is that even if you do hit this next big milestone, like say it's a financial milestone or you're launching a program or whatever it is you're up to in your business, you'll find that these women are going through, and I've been there, like you go through this energy surge and then this massive dip. And it's in the dip that they then start to realize, what have I not done? What have I not addressed? What more can I do? And they realize that again, the answers are, aren't outside of themselves. And I always re relate this to Mother Earth and like nature and say to people like you cannot have this business that is going to last you for the next 10 or 20 years and you can't grow exponentially unless you have the roots, the roots beneath the ground. And really, we talk about planting the seeds, but planting the roots, what are the roots of your business? Like you are the epicenter of all of your work. And if you're not working on yourself every single day, and you're off people pleasing or doing what everybody else is doing and you're so focused on strategy or number crunching or whatever it is you you're not actually planting any of these roots 
And so you have this very wobbly house that could literally just blow over in a big gust of wind. And that really just gets people thinking. Um, and so for some people it is, I've done all of the other things, but they have to then go back and start to plant the roots again. And, you know, what I mean by that is having a practice for yourself, bringing in the ritual, bringing in the ceremony, bringing in the, the, the space for you to connect spiritually, to actually understand what do you need. So I'm someday, I'm sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, like, I don't listen to the radio in the car. I don't watch TV. And I probably take that a little bit for granted, but that was a conscious decision that I made quite some time ago because I preferred a podcast or I preferred something else that was going to help me to learn and grow. And that might be a little bit weird, but honestly, I've seen so many women come and go and they're there one day, they have an amazing business and then suddenly they're just gone. And it blows my mind and I don't want to be another statistic. I'm so clear of what my highest vision is. And when you're connected to your highest vision, there's nothing that you will relate to in terms of a quick fix. It won't do it for you anymore. You begin to look for these other things. You begin to enjoy the journey. You begin to really recognize that this has just showed up, but had I been so busy over there watching this other person or scrolling Instagram or whatever, I wouldn't have noticed. So sometimes it's the little things that are the opportunities or the doors that open or the chance to connect or the event or whatever it is. It's interesting. The, thing, the first thing that came to my mind was, oh, is she rebranding again? You know, like changing her business model again? not just she, but in general, it's like trying to keep up with the Joneses, you know, was that really the business that lit you up or was it just the, the fast path to cash because that's what was selling at that time? You know, I do this, um, I went to, before I had this business, I was um, a clothing designer. And so when I, I went to school for fashion and I do this, I'll just do another little visual here just to kind of continue the conversation. But if you think about this, you know, is your, as your lifeline, like your business or, you know, whatever it is that you want, you know, down here is where all the innovators are. You know, these are the people that are planting the, what, what Lynn is calling the roots, right? This is the person I'm going to do things, what my soul feels like, this is what I feel called to do. And then the one that's right here, this is your kismet client, right? So these are the people that are going to buy your innovation right? So they're not actually far away from you. See up here, this is where everybody's like, you know, this is where you don't know when something's going to go out of style. You know, you're kind of just, you're hopping on the bandwagon, right? To me, this is like the targets and the Walmarts, you know, they have these huge marketing budgets because they already know what sells. They're not going to go and like be innovative. No, they're just going to sell that until it doesn't sell anymore. And then they'll go, go put the, put, put the next big thing in there. Right. But we are not the Walmarts and the targets. First of all, we don't have millions and billions of dollars to spend on marketing. So this is just like a recipe for, you know, you just going out of business. So it takes a lot of courage to look inside and be the person who's going to plant the roots, you know, not just the bandwagon person, you know, and it takes even more courage to be able to communicate to the person, you know, and say, cause this is like, um, have you guys ever read the book, The Tipping Point? Anyway, old school book. But anyway, there was this, this um, analogy about, around the brand Hush Puppies, um, a brand of shoes. Well, they, they had been around for like 
20 years or something, but then some hipster went to Goodwill, bought like a, an old pair of hush puppies, started wearing them and made them popular and like blew up the whole business. But they did it long enough. You know, so eventually their innovation of these shoes eventually got really popular. And even though they had been in business, they had planted the roots. They, they stayed true to their brand. They stayed true to what they would love to design. And it really was this kismet client, in this case, this hipster, you know, going to Goodwill, buying a vintage pair that blew it up. So if we started like instead of taking the quick fix or like the fast path to cash, whether that's in our business or even in our health, you know, like whatever the tr trend is today, like the keto diet or whatever it is, it's like, you know, is it a lifestyle that you enjoy? Would, it, would you want to water it every single day? Or are you doing things out of fear? Are you doing it out of desperation? Are you doing it because you want to appear cool? Are you doing it because of the standard of the mask that you put on? Because you can't even build anything, really. You can't build a good habit if you're always trying to, um, you know, be something that you're not. You know, I feel like very strongly that, you know, these quick fixes are an epidemic. Information is at our fingertips like it's never been before. Um, people, even in the spiritual community, they just start saying, like, they, it's become a trend to be a, a spiritual coach or a soul coach. And then you start seeing those people even spew negativity. And then you start to get confused. You know, who's the real deal? Deal, who's not the real deal and you know I feel like this is just what happens when we get to a place and right now like spirituality is getting up here with the targets and the Walmarts you know it's become trendy to be spiritual so I kind of want to take this, this conversation as we kind of you know wrap up this this Empress Festival of you know this is not like yoga is a mass a mass appeal now, you know, they, they're doing yoga on like goats and shit now, you know, it's just like, wh what are they going to do next? You know, but it's like, I understand that, you know, we all have our innovations, you know, and I'm not trying to, you know, ditch, diss the, the yoga goat person, whoever came up with that idea. But at the end of the day, like, are you going to, is that the thing you want to be known for, for the rest of your life? You know, is that the thing? Is that what your soul was calling you to do? And you won't ever know until you decide to plant the roots, you know, and that's where I think the mission comes from. If you're starting a business, it could even just be how you run your household, how you raise your kids, you know, what is your level of integrity and standards? And I think this is even going back to relationships. Like who, who do you want to be in a relationship with? Like not even like yes to your standards, but like, do they, will they help to water my roots, you know, and nourish the things that I want to grow? So who wants to go here? I'm just going to have somebody like raise their hand because like, I'm kind of going off on a tangent here. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Hi, Erin. <laughs> um, yeah. What really stuck out for me just a second ago when you were talking was um, information, just the information overload, how, we are quick to grab all the things to try to fix us um, versus actually going after the transformation. Mm. And, um, you know, that's why I think in my work anyway, why a lot of women will say, why am I here again? Why did I, 
you know, where I thought I healed something, where I healed the wound, where I looked at the inner child and I understood her, where I forgave, where I needed to forgive. Why now is it resurfacing? And that's because those practices that she's used were like a Band-Aid. They were like a temporary fix to give that temporary relief, but she never actually got to the core of herself, which alludes to the transformation that's going to then allow her to operate a different way, where she's directing something completely different in her life. She literally needs to recode herself in order for that change to happen, for those things to really be rid from her life completely. And that's why I believe so firmly that <laughs> you can have things change on a dime. It doesn't have to take forever. It doesn't have to be years and years and years of healing in order to get exactly where you want to go. It's actually understanding that core part of you, that power center of you and how to literally become the creator of your life. And that's the part that I think we're so out of touch with right now. And that those other modalities, not that they don't give you a better understanding or that they're nourishing because they are, but it really will never allow you to get to that place of operating with the power that you are and understanding it. Yeah. I don't know if I answered your question. I went off on oh, it's a discussion. It's a discussion. information and transformation, but um, you know, that's why I believe People can have those life-changing shifts on a dime. Why, if they feel like they're, they've been arguing with their partner over and over and over, how they can actually experience something different. And it all comes from how they embody themselves now, not trying to actually fix the problem, right? Where he's, he's not being supportive and I'm not being listened to and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So... You know, it kind of makes me think about astrology for a second. I want to call on you in a, in a second, Kelsey, because you know, I feel like a lot of people, like they want to know about themselves. Like, oh yeah, give me a tarot reading. Oh yeah, read my chart. You know, it's kind of like, but I'm going to look at it. I, I, I'm like doing it almost for entertainment purposes, you know, instead of actually like taking the information. And so I kind of want to go to you, Kelsey. What, mm -hmm. what, how do, do you want to expand upon this? Because I feel like, you know, this is like, do you want to like actually receive information and then try to implement it or have it transcend you? Or are you just doing it to like, you know, for fun? Yeah, totally. Like in astrology, I think it shows us the tension points. Um, and in human design, there's fear center or there's um, awareness centers. You've got your mind, your emotional and you're intuitive and each of those have pathways off that might be highlighted that are fears that we came into this life to learn to work with and i'm going to bring it back to your comment about the antenna and that like to sum up our whole conversation i'm feeling it's all about trusting your own voice that's what i'm hearing everybody say and um the antenna is our body and um the tensions and the fears like our body is is going to be responding to life in a way that's trying to call our attentions to those tensions and fears because those are our teachers mm -hmm. so dropping into the body and knowing that like um laura mentioned the word choice and that was really standing out and choice rhyming with a voice is like just really ringing in my head and that our voice is is meant to be coming from our body and not our mind our mind is the masculine that's looking to the feminine, our body, that is the antenna to, to the, the great beyond, to the unknown, to the mysteries, to 
to the solutions, as you said. And, um, and when, we, when we start listening to our body that is naturally responding to the tensions and fears that we can then lo more logically interpret with astrology, human design, or any of the systems or energy work pathways out there, we really start to feel held and like we're our own like precious baby, you know, and I think that's the feeling that we're all craving that then that empowerment and, and freedom um, from the restriction of fear um, from like um, Aaron said, like when we have the designed life, like it restricts us. Um, so, yeah. And wow, I think you need to like edit that little part out and like put that on your website. <laughs> that was like really fucking profound. <laughs> like it was good. Like that really hit me, you know, to hear that, um, you know, th there's actually scientific um, studies. I think it was Greg Braden that said it like that you can manifest. It might have been Greg, maybe it's Joe Dispenza, I'm not sure. But you can manifest a hundred times faster through your heart, you know, through the love in your heart versus the mind, even though. Napoleon Hill and his think and grow rich and you know you can think yourself successful but if you could do it a hundred times faster and you did it from your heart you did it from love you did it from gratitude you know wouldn't it be worth it to do it from that place yeah yeah every day too I love that every person has mentioned the word daily or every day and that it's just it's this relationship with ourselves we're just I just need everybody who's listening to this, like you are a walking crystal ball. Like you are, you can, it's just, you are a powerhouse. You are a, a, a light so bright that can have anything it wants. And it's, I don't even know. I, I think for me, like, I remember when I like was like, Oh, I want to make this much amount of money. You know, I'm like, Oh, I'll know I'm successful. You know, when I can go to whole foods and buy anything without looking at the, you know, the price. <laughs> I remember that. I remember that goal. It was like 10 years ago. And then like the day that that came, I was like, this is a fucking stupid goal. Like I don't even shop at Whole Foods anymore. Like, you know, why was that like the thing, you know? And so I feel like, especially because we didn't really talk about money today. Um, we'll have to save that for another time. But, you know, you don't realize like once you have enough like love inside of you, like all that other stuff that you think you want, like the car and the house and the, and then this and then that and the travel the world. And I just want to have freedom, big business. And, you know, I'm going to be so great. I want this many followers. Like when you like are so filled up, like, honestly, like, I don't even think like that anymore. Like I'm sure every business owner, they'd be like, how can you even call yourself a business coach? She's like, because it's, it's like what Lynn says. It's like, once you know, like the business that is going to, plant roots and, and last and leave a legacy. Okay. Like not even be gone when you're gone, but actually live beyond, you know, like that you're documenting. Like I, every time I teach a class, like it goes in an archive, you know, and, 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 and that becomes the legacy that becomes the, you know, how many books have we read from authors that are deceased? You know, it's because their roots are still getting watered. It's like, it's like, it doesn't matter if they're physically here or not. They're, they've left us with part of their soul, part of their, their life's work, the part of them that they've been nourishing all these years. And I just think that's such a beautiful way to look at your life. It's just like, 
I want to make an impact. And I think everybody here is, is here to make an impact, you know, to whether it's just in the home, whether it's you starting a business, whether it's just writing a book or sharing your story on Instagram, wherever it is for you, it's, it's healing and it's, it's about those roots. So I'm going to, we have a few more minutes. Um, I like to, I'm going to, yeah, let me call on you, Laura. <laughs> um, what was coming through for me when you were speaking and I, and I had this, I wrote it down earlier. Someone else said something and it spawned this same thought is that it, it really truly comes back to your why, right? Why is it? Why are you doing these things? Why do you want it? Why do you want that business? Why do you want this life? And it comes back to, you have to it always come back to that root of the why, right? And, and really what that is, is it's returning back to when you strip it all the way down, back to love, right? Why do you want it? You want to feel love. You want to be love. Coming back to your true authentic self is love. You are love. Everything around you is love. The universe and you you are the universe. You are love in human form. So it's, it's constantly just coming back to, to that. The purest form of, of love usually is your, your why. That is why you want everything that you want. If, does that make sense? <laughs> yeah. And how can a quick fix ever lead you to your why? It can't. Yeah. It doesn't. Yeah, you've got to go deeper. Why do you want the thin body? Why do you want to fit in those jeans? Yes. Because you think that it's going to make you feel more loved? You know, like, what is the real reason for it? Is it because you, you know, want to look in the mirror naked and, and love what you see? Fine, be authentic about that. But it's at the end of the day, like, you know, we, we have to ask ourselves, why are we doing anything? Why do I make myself a salad, you know, instead of, you know, I don't know, turn, took a turn, tuna melt. I don't know. Like, it's because I, I value and love not feeling bloated. You know what I mean? Like yes. it is a value of mine. <laughs> exactly. Who are you at your core? I love it. Yeah. I am going to call on you, Lynn. Final words of wisdom. We're going to go around and have everybody do final words of wisdom. I'm going to start with you, Lynn. Wow. Okay. I, I want to second what you said earlier about planting the seed because I really believe there's no time like the present. Just whatever it is that's on your heart to move into or that you see yourself becoming, lean into yourself because you already know what you're capable of and there's no better time than now you don't need a certification you don't need to go and google the life out of everything just lean into your soul and ask yourself what is my highest vision what does my higher self see for me and what advice would she give me now i hope that helps yeah we didn't even talk about spirit guides and angels that all just want to guide us so i love that so ask out loud ask in your mind, ask for support, ask for the next step. Love it. Thank you. I'm going to go to you, Erin. Um, final words of wisdom. Hmm. Let's see. It's definitely about being brave, being oh. courageous to be able to see where maybe you haven't seen before. Um, and that is getting into that blind spot, really allowing someone else to maybe reflect to you what it is that's causing you to act and 
instead of looking at your situations as just face value of what needs to be fixed there um, in terms of energy why is it showing up in your life and it's probably because there's an energy that you have that you are giving that's creating that experience and so it's understanding that energy what is it that you are putting out so that that way it's, it's showing up for you there and when you can understand that energy then that's when you can consciously now operate from truths that will help you create more of what you do want and and see a final tip on how people can see in their peripheral do you have like a a, a tip or an exercise you could share that no, to help people see their brain i actually have a recording um that i give for my exclusive one-on-one -on -one clients but it is something that i'm happy to share and then i'll give anyone that's watching this um festival today but it, it does get into the, the deeper parts about why you're making the decisions, what's, what is causing you to make the decision that you're making, looking at an A versus a B and giving a different frame of mind. Um, and I walk through lots of different things in that, in that guided exercise. So I'm happy to offer it there. Okay, maybe leave it below in the comments or if you have like a little opt-in or something that they could grab it, that'd be awesome. And that's really the only way. And I think sometimes it's even talking it out with someone else. Totally. Not everyone's going to have maybe that intuitive gift, but that is the tip is to look deeper in yourself instead of looking at what's really just what you want to complain about, <laughs> right? What Love you really it. complain about and name. Maybe it's not that. Gotta look at the shadows. Yeah. Gotta look at what we're, we're not seeing in order to get to the next step. Thank you, Erin. I'm going to go to you, Laura, final words of wisdom. Yeah. Um, final words of wisdom. Um, I guess it would be to, to slow down and tune in because all of the answers that you are seeking are within you. The key to, to feeling good, to feeling better, to getting back into alignment is, is that is tuning inward. And so many of my clients that are, you know, they're stuck and they're stressed and they're frustrated and they think that they don't have time to slow down. That is where you actually, that is the key to getting back into alignment is to take the time to get, to slow down, tune in, ask yourself what it is that you need. When you spend some time in gratitude and meditation every day, you, you lift your vibration and everything else from the rest of the day will get easier for you. But if you start out your day you know, not focusing any time on yourself and you immediately start answering emails or doing things for everyone else around the house and you don't take time for yourself, that is where the day can tend to build up on more stress. So my main takeaway is to make sure that you're taking time for yourself to fill your own cup up first before you do anything else and it will get easier from there. I love it. Yes. Beautiful. Thank you, Laura. And finally, Kelsey. For last final words of wisdom. Okay. Drink water. Lubricate the energy flow through your body. Lubricate your throat and your nose so that you can take so you can use your breath to blow on those internal embers and light your fire. And 
when I take a breath right now, I just, I want to say I love you and I am really grateful to be connected to everybody in this, in this virtual time space right now. Thank you. Yeah, it's been absolutely amazing, you guys. Um, I, I always think it's going to be amazing because I attract the most amazing people ever. And this one, this festival is no different. I want to uh, remind everybody who has been uh, listening to the Empress Festival that everybody you are meeting here today is part of the Holistic Fashionista Club. Um, we do have a magazine. It's a coffee table magazine where they write articles and share more information about fifth dimensional living, connecting to your higher self, embodying and taking that path towards your spiritual self. Um, so if you want to check out the magazine, that's a good first step if you want to learn more about what Holistic Fashionista is. Um, again, all of our amazing panelists are going to be leaving their inf information below this video. I do encourage you, if you're not currently part of the Holistic Fashionista Community Facebook group, to go ahead and join that. We are always posting and sharing um, articles, videos, classes. If anybody here wants to teach a class in the Holistic Fashionista community, please do reach out to us. It is part of the club membership if you're level two or level three. Um, you guys obviously have so much knowledge and I'd love to give you guys the spotlight to share more about uh, what it is that you do and, and share it with our community. So thank you for our audience. Thank you guys again. I'm gonna mute, unmute everybody so we can do a, a one big farewell. And until we see each other again next time, have a beautiful rest of your day and a beautiful week. And thanks to you guys for showing up. I appreciate it. Thanks. Thank you so much. Bye.